Ideas, inspiration, innovation. This is The Game Changer. And now here's your host, Chicky Fitzgerald. Good afternoon, this is Chickie Fitzgerald, and we have got a very special series that we are doing today, a little bit off topic from our normal business-oriented topics, but this is really fits very well into the Game Changer because it's about changing the game for yourself and for your health. And the book that we're going to be talking about today is called Love Yourself Healthy, Seven Steps to release emotional and physical pounds. And I cannot wait to hear about the emotional side of that equation. I think a lot of us have battled the physical side without acknowledging that. So let's just jump right in. I'd love to introduce you to the author, Stacy Sully. And did I pronounce that right? I asked you just a few minutes yeah. ago and I already forgot. Yes. Absolutely, perfect. And one of the things that I work hard on in my memory just isn't what it used to be, Stacy. So <clears throat> welcome. And I am so happy to have you as our guest. So Stacy, why don't you give us a little thumbnail about you? Sure. Well, thank you so much. An awesome honor to be here. And um, yes, I have been on this uh, journey now for about seven years. And I am currently a holistic success coach, and my background is in health and wellness. And I have quite a little interesting uh, wake-up call and turning point that, that has brought me on this journey. I think a lot of us can relate to that. Yeah, why don't you tell and, us a little bit about that? Sure, absolutely. Well, my big turning point actually wasn't just it actually had to be something that was exterior outside of me because as a busy uh, professional woman, I was doing things for everyone else, which most of us can, can relate to, and uh, juggling that family and the career and so forth. And I was struggling with my, with my weight and energy, uh, not terribly a lot, just kind of those five to 10 pounds. Um, and um, I, just, I just really had resigned to the fact that as I'd gotten older, that this was just going to be the way it was. I just wasn't going to feel on top of my game. And um, six years ago, I got an alarming call from my daughter's school that she um, had fainted and um, had temporarily lost her vision. And um, it was several months of doctor's poking and prodding and trying to really figure out what was going on. And um, she really, I, I didn't realize how sick she was. Um, and doctors finally figured out what it was that she had um, gallstones and her gallbladder was actually so toxic that they said, if I had waited to have it removed, that um, she would not be here with us. So that was very alarming as you can imagine. And that's really, I started to research like why would my beautiful young daughter be getting sick and wanted to figure out why I wasn't feeling so great. Just a lot of different things um, that I started to research and realizing one of the main things that stuck out for me was that 
um, a lot of the toxins that are in our food supply and the things that we're ingesting and breathing and so forth is really just impacting our health so greatly. Right. That's when I decided I wanted to become a health coach and I wanted to take my new, um, you know, love of life, so to speak, of, of really wanting to help my daughter heal naturally and then also just to, to make myself feel better as well. And that's really what ignited my passion. And I wanted to really help other women to be an advocate for their own health to let them know that there was another way. Well, and, you know, it's so, uh, it's so poignant that most of us face our our weight specifically in the context of how we look and how we compare ourselves to others. But but the real wake-up call, uh, as you experience with your daughter and then looking at how you wanted to be able to be healthy for her is really what brought me to my, you know, kind of literal come to Jesus. Uh, and that was my parents' Uh, both died at 75. Mm. And I just, I just recently turned 60. And when I start doing the math and start counting the years and how old my kids will be, because I, I waited until much later in life to get married. I was 33 and then didn't have my first child until I was 40 and then adopted my son when I was 46. So here I am in my early 60s and I've got an 18 and a 20 year old. And uh, when I look at the age that my parents were, and then, oh, even worse, and don't do this, by the way, I went back and looked mm -hmm. at the family history and saw that no one in my bloodline on either of my parents' side has ever lived past 75. <laughs> and it's like, mm -hmm. oh, mm -hmm. I want to change that history, right? Yeah. yeah. And just because I do want to be around for my kids and I want to see them get married and I want to see their kids. And, and so uh, having said all of that, I'm still sitting at probably the highest weight that I've been in a long time and am really, really not happy with that. So the timing of this particular interview is really, yeah. really important. And I want to just set the stage for our guests because uh, I don't know if Lisa Marie from Now uh, Publishing told you that our normal audience for this show is a business audience. And I loved the way that you talked in your intro, uh, acknowledging that, you know, being busy and being in business or having your own business, whatever it is that's pulling on you, mm -hmm. uh, is really the enemy of, of meeting these particular goals of, of uh, loving yourself healthy, as you say. So I want to just mm -hmm. read the five steps that you call out as action steps at the end of the introduction, because this is really the action that is going to, it's going to take for you to change your game, even in listening to this interview. So number one, right. be authentic with yourself. Don't lie to yourself. Okay. Uh, be committed to your own goals and vision. Be open to experiment with new approaches and practice new behaviors. Take ownership of your progress and accomplishments and celebrate every small step of the way. So you then admonish us, you turn the page and take that first step to loving yourself healthy. I'm going to tell those who are listening to us and whether you're listening, uh, you know, this week or next week or, you know, a year and a half from now when you happen to stumble on this podcast, go and get a copy of this book. And again, the book is called uh, Loving Yourself Healthy. 
uh, or love yourself healthy, I'm sorry. Uh, so having said that, let's dive right in, Stacey. So the first thing that you talk about is really setting yourself up for success. And, and tell us, you know, beyond the things that I just recounted, what else do we need to do to actually get started here? Well, I think one of the really first steps that I do that I start with my clients um, is that we, um, I help them to reframe or to form a new paradigm of what exactly being healthy is and weight loss for them. We're so conditioned to um, have that dieting mentality or that we have to be a certain weight. Um, and so I really help them to, to change that health story so that it's more empowering. Um, to be in a place of helping them to define what healthy is for them and um, what what their goals really are. And, you know, it's one thing to have a goal of, I would love to lose some weight or I want to feel better. But the really the important part is digging down into the emotional part to find out emotionally how do you want to, how do you want to feel. I think we'd love to have the achievement of it, but how is that going to make you feel once you do lose the weight? Mm -hmm. What is that really all about? And really, once you can anchor into that feeling or desire, whether that maybe is more confident, um, what, what, how do you want to feel? And how is that going to change other areas of your life once you do achieve that? Right. And I love how you frame it in in chapter two, which is all about the path to lasting change. And, you know, so many of us have been up and down and up and down. And I used to live next to a guy in Texas. And I swear in the uh, eight years that I lived next to him, he must have lost about 800 pounds. Right. Mm -hmm. Up and down mm -hmm. and up and down. And each mm -hmm. time he would lose and he would lose significant amounts. He'd lose like a hundred pounds, but then he'd put mm -hmm. on 125. Right. And then, right. so it was just such a, an awful situation. And so uh, because of uh, the fact that we only have a little bit of time for this interview, I'm going to sure. kind of feed through some of this stuff, but I want to let the readers know or the listeners know what you cover in, in this pathway to lasting change. And so she talks about going from chaos to clarity. Who doesn't want that? And finding your emotionally charged why, what, what is really at the bottom of things. And setting measure, measurable goals, clearing away the distractions, making fear your friend, setting your anchor. And my very favorite is number seven, commit with a promise letter. Commit to yourself of what you're going to do. And, and so then you lay out uh, a number of steps. And, and we're going to go through each of these, not necessarily in depth, but uh, we're going to have to plow a little bit uh, just because of time. So step one is to change your health story. Give us a thumbnail of that. Mm, yes. So that's, that's really looking at um, stepping into believing that you are worth it. And, um, you know, really evaluating what's going on um, with your mindset. So when you're going into um, a new, when you want to change, right, when you're wanting to have a new goal and it is change, well, after you've gone through those seven steps that I talked about, making fear your friends and, you know, committing with a promise letter, then you also have to start kind of with a curious mindset, not judgmental, but just curious to wonder, what, what are the thoughts that I'm thinking 
and telling myself? What's that health story that I'm telling myself, like, I've done it before and it's not going to work? Or, you know, what are those, those types of limiting beliefs that are holding you back? And when you can really kind of dig into that portion of it to find out what is that new health story and start to recognize that and start to ask yourself, well, is that really true? Perhaps this, doing this and starting to release that emotional, um, as I call it, emotional pounds, and really start valuing the words that you're saying, not only to yourself, but um, also as you're speaking. Right, right. And then step two is, is really very practical. Uh, this is about actually changing your mindset about food itself. And when you told the story in the book of your daughter, you, you talked a lot about uh, how doctors would tell you just to look at the labels about fiber uh, count. And, and you're thinking, wait a minute, you're encouraging me to eat processed food. And, and so it's this whole notion of, of upgrading your, your food mentality to really looking at, at nutrients and real food and, and not all the junk that we take in. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Even in what and passes for good food, by the way, right? Things. I said, even in, uh, and I'm not talking about just junk food as in eating sweets or, or snacks, but things that actually pass for good food, right? But, right. but yeah. really are not healthy for us. Yes, I always encourage everyone to remember that the front of whatever you're looking at is, is, a, is a marketing material for peace. Um, so whenever it says natural or it has mm -hmm. all of these wonderful natural sounding words, um, the majority of time that's not necessarily true. So that's really where you have to look at the ingredients and look right. at your sourcing and where it's coming from. So step three uh, is uh, an interesting title, crowding out to have more. Yeah. What is that about? Yes. Well, most of the time, like I said, we are used to dieting and taking things away and depriving ourselves of the things that we don't like. So as soon as someone goes on a diet or starts to make changes, they say, oh, I can't have this, and I can't have this, and I can't have that. So my approach is instead of focusing your energy on what you can't have, because as soon as we say we can't have it, we want it, right? <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Let's focus on what we can have, and let's start adding more things, more things that are going to give you energy, more things that are going to make you feel better. Let's try some new energetics of some food. And by adding the, the more, you start to have less and less room for it, and you have less desire. So it's just as a natural occurrence, because you're focusing on what you can have versus what you cannot. Nice. And you used a word there that I think is really instrumental when you are trying to change your mentality, and that is the word new. And so many of us are so stuck in a rut. And my husband, I, I always dread when he says this, it's time to go to the grocery store, and he says, make a menu for the week. And invariably, I pull out a cookbook, and I try to find things that are new. And then I, we go to the grocery store, I buy the new stuff, and then a week later, I'm throwing it away because it's wilted or whatever, because it wasn't part of my normal uh, go-to for how I get food cooked. And so without talking about the specifics of this, this chapter talks about food prepping, right, and and how you can make that work with your life. And so what, what Stacey has done has been incredible 
incredibly practical here in this book and, and really getting us to reframe a lot of things. So step four is about reframing exercise instead to think about movement. And I'm pretty sure you don't mean the kind of movement that I do. <laughs> Getting off the couch where, where I'm body, not, yes. right? I, I work with my laptop you know, because I, we live on this gorgeous lake. And so I don't like working in the office. I work in the living room. And so I sit on the couch all day and then I get up to go to the bathroom or I get up to get myself something to eat or drink. That's not what I think that step four is all about. <laughs> right, yes. Right. Well, it's also exercise can be a very restrictive um, or even just um, a, a word that people want to avoid. And um, when they hear the word exercise, it kind of can make you cringe. Uh, so when I reframing it to movement, really focusing on what are the ways that you get to move your body? Because yes. we're pretty fortunate if you are um, able to move your body, it's, it's a gift. And what are the ways that you like to move your body? Um, I have a little, you know, recumbent, you know, in my in my office, so I can jump up and down and just kind of <laughs> let loose, or you know, I encourage people maybe put on some music and have a dance party, but just just move your body. Right, right. Now, chapter sure. seven uh, and, and step five is, is uh, again just a very provocative title of "You Are the Missing Piece." And uh, you give us some, some steps here to be more mindful about everything that we do. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yes. So, um, you know, this, this has to do with really the, we look and focus on most of the time what we are eating. And we don't necessarily focus on how we are being while we're eating. And that's the other 50% of the equation. So 50% is what you're putting in your body. But if you're putting food in your body when you're on the go or in your car or in front of the television and you're stressed and you're not being present or mindful, then your digestion is going to be um, compromised. It's going to be slowing down because it's, it's in a stressed state. So this is all about how you can speed up your digestion, rev up that metabolism, and really um, have an enjoyable experience and, and treat it and treat yourself um, versus um, eating, you know, really quickly in a stressed state. And just by changing this, I've seen many, many women um, and men lose weight just um, by not necessarily changing what they're eating, just how they're being. Mm, I love that. So the next one is about cravings and uh you know i i have struggled uh of late with late night eating which you know earlier in my life i never did this and mm -hmm. i i have been working on a, a new technology startup uh company and so i i work crazy crazy hours uh you know like 78 hour weeks every week which is not good to begin with but but uh there's nobody else to pass things to when you're at this stage of a company and so frequently i i kind of have my second day after my husband goes to bed and i sit and while i'm waiting for him to go to bed i'm thinking about what that snack is going to be and it's bad it's really bad so talk to me about getting a hold of that craving because I need to stop that. Well, I have a, a whole method that I have outlined in the book as far as kind of a step-by-step -step approach 
um, when you start to have that initial craving. Um, and, you know, you can definitely read about that. But one of the things that, that I do talk about is when you're having that craving, really checking in and find out what your body truly is craving. So if you're working a second job when your husband's going to bed, um, you know, what else are you wanting more of in your life that you're not getting? Maybe rest. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. You know, um, looking at that like, oh, okay, that's what's going on. And so, you know, you're you're pushing your body to perform um, at a very peak state. Uh, so there, it's understandable that you would have a craving, and I think that with your particular situation, I would definitely have some recommendations of what you can do. Um, protein, you know, in a in the evening, like like that, having like a uh, like a protein kind of a shake uh, would definitely it helps with sleep. Um, it helps speed up your uh, metabolism as well. So I probably would recommend something like that. Great, great. So the next one, uh, you know, this kind of comes back to the emotional side of things. And you talk about mm-hmm. self-nourishment. And this one I absolutely love. And and it's really, uh, kind of, I would call this, you know, a coming to peace with yourself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, this is, this particular chapter is my favorite as well and really encompasses my whole entire philosophy and what I focus on when I work with my clients. And I think it's just really the key. I, when most of us, most of us really don't, we don't compliment ourselves. We're hard on ourselves. We definitely don't treat ourselves like we would our, our good friend. And um, we just fly through accomplishments and we don't really even take a moment to celebrate. We, and um, so I think this is a key, a key component. Our bodies really, really long for pleasure and, and for love. And when we deny ourselves of those things, um, that's really when the food can enter because it's pleasurable to eat. And so if we're denying all those other things, um, our bodies say, okay, well, you're not going to give me any of that. So then how about this? So um, this is a, a wonderful way um, just to be able to nurture yourself, it helps you to find that balance. And that's really the, 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 the missing link, in my opinion. Right. Yeah. So then once you get there, right, once you have mastered all of this, <coughs> excuse me, you then talk about riding the healthy highway, right? Mm-hmm. How, do, how do you then, like, move into this new life where you don't slip back into that those old behaviors and and how do you stay in that place where you can stay healthy right absolutely yeah and that's that's really where where that balance is you know leaving that you know criticism at the door and just you know adopting one technique one if you're moving one percent forward each day you are growing and that's um, so important. And you're celebrating and acknowledging along the way. And then also, when you're appreciating where you're at, I believe you can still appreciate where you're at and still want to have more in your life. So, you know, whatever improvements or changes that you can desire for. And so in this chapter, I really um, walk you through on how to embrace that new year. So you can be happy where you're at, but also give yourself permission to want more. 
Well, this has been really terrific, Stacy. And I know you have a, a great tool at the end of the book called the Mindset Makeover, Seven Areas to Reshape Your Health, keeping it super simple, right? Because busy people don't have time for anything more. What do you want folks to walk away with uh, when they have read your book? Great question. Um, my my intention when I wrote this book was that it would be, first of all, really easy to read and that if you just were able to walk away with just one thing that would be impactful in your life and help you to change towards a healthier life that would just cause a ripple effect in your life would be um, just a true blessing. And um, I always just tell everyone, just remember to make self-nourishment your priority and you'll have more to give. Mm. I love that. So, Stacy, if folks want to get in touch with you, what is the best way to do that? I have a website, so it's stacysoli.com, and um, they can visit there. And I have um, an opt-in that they can, you know, get a free gift. I guess you should say with uh, three days to ditch the bloat, which is a really nice thing. I've got some videos along with it to send out to them if they want to. I do a blog once a week on these kind of topics, so. Uh, they can subscribe to that or they can just email me at Stacy at StacySoli.com. Well, fabulous. Well, my goal in life is to be able to wear that dress you have on on your website. <laughs> Thank you so much. You know, it's so funny on uh, just kind of all of the nighttime TV shows. It seems like the last couple of years, all the women on the shows are all wearing that kind of dress. And it's like, oh, that that kind of dress just uh, does not fit my body type. <laughs> but uh, anyway, for those who are driving or, or uh, listening uh, in a place where you can't see her website, you really do need to go to it just to see this lovely dress she has on. Oh, <laughs> uh, thank I you love, so much. Yeah, and I love uh, your, your tagline on the website, uh, which is inspiring transformations for a body and a life that you love. Stacy, thank you so much for joining us. And while we normally talk about business topics, this has been a really nice break because you can't be effective in business if you don't have a body and a life that you love. So go out and change your game today by changing this one thing uh, of how you feel about yourself. Thanks for joining us today and have a great weekend. Thank you so much, Chicky. I sure appreciate it. Okay, take care. Bye-bye. You've been listening to The Game Changer. Ideas. Inspiration. Innovation. With Chickie Fitzgerald. Thank you.